Wow. Hi, everyone. We are back with the next episode after an incredibly heavy episode last week. I have received so much feedback, so so many messages, so many stories, so much love and, and support. But what has meant the most to me is the amount of people who have reached out and shared their vulnerability, shared, you know, been brave enough to share what they've gone through with me. And that it me it I don't take that lightly and it means a lot to me to be someone that that you feel that you can trust that with. So thank you. Luckily, today we have a much lighter episode planned, a very positive, uplifting, and empowering episode planned today. We are going to talk about all of the things that have really helped me on this healing journey. So, you know, in the last episode, we talked about my story, my trauma, and what I've gone through. And and I think that sharing that obviously was so important for me to get out, but also for you all to hear, to fully understand and appreciate these tools. And so I will say that there is no, there's no structure. There's not a lot of organization set up for these episodes. It's all happening very, as it comes up, I'm sharing with you what I feel that you need to hear. So I do think that these next few episodes, this is going to be like a mini series And I think that we're going to be spending quite a few episodes to come really focused on trauma work and healing. So a little bit of a mini series for you all, but this is something that I am going through and is a huge part of my life right now. It's my whole life right now working through this crap so that I can get to a place where I do feel like, you know, I think with some trauma, it's it's always going to stick with you. You know, I'm, I'm never going to be fully healed. I think healing is a forever journey. But I do already see these, these glimmers of hope that things are getting better and that I feel much stronger and safe and secure and sure of myself. So I want to share these things with you. But... Again, I think sharing the story alongside the tools and the resources is so important so you fully understand how I applied it. And I think that, you know, there's a science behind healing, behind this trauma work. There's a science to it, but there's an art in applying it. The application of these tools, the story that I share with you of how I applied these tools, I think is just as valuable as the science behind them. So let's dig back in. Uh, Hopefully no crying in this episode. I think that there won't be because we're going to focus on all of the good things. So as I shared, it has been since July of 2022. And at the time of recording this, we're now in May of 2023 almost a year now, that I've really been doing this trauma work. And I shared with you the the trauma that had hit me for the first time in my, really in my life, in July of 2022, that I had disassociated from for almost 25 years. And once that trauma hit me and I was able to face it in July of 2022, so much has happened in my life. So much has changed. All good things, all great things. Like just, it feels like my life is 
is becoming, is sorting itself out to become what I always had wanted and envisioned and what feels so aligned with my soul and myself. And the thing is, is that I spent 25 years not knowing myself, not knowing who I was, not being connected to my body or my soul or my heart. I was only in my mind, in my head the last 25 years. That's something that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about what disassociating is. And being in in my head for all of those years, as many of you know, and I shared that manifested into a lot of anxiety, but it meant that I was so disconnected from who I truly was at my core. I had no idea who I was truly at my core. So the last eight months have felt like this shedding, this shedding of all of these layers on top of my soul, on top of like the core of who I am, of, of truly like Mallory. And all of those layers come from my life, right? Like my my conditioning. And that's another thing that we're going to talk about. And we, we have talked about a lot on the podcast because your subconscious mind is where your beliefs are stored. And your beliefs are based off of your conditioning. It's based off of your life. It's based off of mainly your childhood and mainly the first seven years of your life and the people that you spent the most time with. So your caregivers or your parents or other family members, your peers in school, your teachers. And then also for a lot of you listening to this, if you're in my generation or near my age, for us, we grew up with a lot of of media, a lot of TV and magazines. So we had that influence and that has affected us greatly with our body image and the way that we view our weight and our physical appearance. And so all of these things that you believe and that you have programmed inside of your subconscious mind, they're not really you at your core. They, it, it comes from your conditioning. Your beliefs and the majority of your thoughts come from your conditioning. So if you've heard me say before, you are not your thoughts. You are the thinker of your thoughts, but you are not your thoughts. And what that means is that using the example of the conditioning from relating to how we feel about our bodies, because this is something that we particularly focus on a lot in Fit Life Academy and in this podcast. And so when you have a thought that pops into your head that's telling you, God, I'm such a fat, disgusting piece of shit. I'm such a slob. I look disgusting. Like I look so fat. I'm nobody wants to love me. I'm so desire undesirable. Think about who you grew up around that spoke like that to themselves or about other people. So I can think about who I saw treat others that way, talk to others that way, or talk to themselves that way. For me, I saw both. I saw many women in my life when I was a kid belittle themselves and be very, very hard on their bodies, their appearance. But the thing is, is I also saw the men in my life put those women down and belittle them for their appearance. And both of those scenarios, both of those people, they're doing these things based off of their conditioning, right? So the men that I saw belittle the women, that's what they saw. That's what they saw the men do in their lives is treat the women like they were less, right? And the women in my life that I saw be so hard on themselves, that's what they learned from their mother and the women that raised them, right? So when I have a mean thought about my, my body and my head, I remind myself that that's, that's not me talking. That's 
you know, and then fill in the blank of the name. I'm not going to share with you. I'm not going to put anybody on blast because it's not their fault that they that they struggled with that. But the the most important thing that you can do is start being aware. Start having this awareness of these thoughts that pop in your head and and start separating yourself from those thoughts. And that was really key for me and and starting to shed toxic beliefs. Because over the past decade of being really involved in like the fitness industry and going on my own health and fitness journey, I did get very into mindset work. So for about a decade now, I've been doing a lot of personal development mindset work. And I've shared this before when I shared my journey of losing 100 pounds. I believe that's one of the first like five episodes that we have out. And it's a two-part episode where I talk about how I lost 100 pounds, so the story of it. And then the second episode is talking about the tools that I used. It's very similar here, sharing the trauma story and then sharing the tools. So when I was going on that health and fitness journey, I lost 100 pounds in two years. And that was from uh, 2012 to 2013. And so nearing the end of 2013, when I had lost the 100 pounds, I was getting close to that you know, end goal. And I was looking at myself in the mirror and I remember thinking like, to put it into perspective, at this time in my life, I am 40 pounds heavier than I was at my lowest weight. At my lowest weight, I was 117 pounds. This was in late 2013 through about summer of 2014. I was so tiny. And I would look at myself in the mirror at that time. After losing 100 pounds, I would still look at myself in the mirror and look at my legs, especially. My legs were always like the number one thing that I hated about my body because they were so big. So I would look at them and I would still tear them apart. Be like, God, they're so gross. They're like, you know, cellulite, loose skin. And, I, and they're so big. I was still so mean to my body. And it took a few months of, you know, getting to that end goal and being in that end goal to realize like, wow, okay, cool. I thought that losing 100 pounds, no longer being borderline obese and being in this small body would magically make me feel really good about myself and my body. And it didn't. It did not do that. I still was just as insecure, just as critical of myself because that was all in my head right? That was all programmed inside of me. I was, it was, it was automatic. That's what you have to realize is that anything that's embedded in your subconscious mind is going to be able to come out of you on autopilot. You don't have to consciously think about the things that you do or believe that are embedded in your subconscious, right? So you having the thought, oh my God, my legs are so fat, I hate them, because that's in your subconscious mind of originally hearing it from other people and then you took it on. You took on that belief that that's that's how things are that your legs are disgusting, right? That That's the perception that you see when you look in the mirror. And I will tell you right now, as somebody who exists in a body 40 pounds heavier than that smallest weight, I can look at myself in the mirror now and I can look at my legs and I can say, fuck yeah, 
Fuck yeah. Not because I think they're like sexy now, which I mean, I do think that, but you don't need to think that. You don't need to have good body image or think that you're attractive to feel good about yourself. And we've talked about this a lot on the podcast as well. This is something called body neutrality. The goal is not necessarily body positive, right? It's body neutrality. The goal is that you understand that your body, it's just a vessel for you to experience life through. So let's work on caring for and respecting that vessel. And that I think starts from within. If you don't have that sense of respect and sense of self that I did not have until very recently, I think that's why I've struggled for so long with my body. I think that's why I've struggled for so long with my weight and with fluctuations. I think that's why I've struggled with my body image for so much because I don't feel good on or didn't. I didn't feel good. I'm getting used to saying that now. It's very exciting. I didn't feel good about my body. So that is deeply embedded in your belief system in your subconscious mind. And the last eight months of my life have been shedding and releasing so much shit. So not only am I releasing all of this trauma, all of this pain and hurt that has been buried inside of me for 25 years, I'm finally releasing that. And let me just give you an example. I believe that I spoke on this in last week's episode, but honestly, Honestly, recording that episode is a blur because I'm sure you you know why. But there quite literally was a physical release of the pain and the, the, the uncomfortable, hurtful emotions that I still had within me. So over the last eight months, I did share this because I remember I shared that I have only cried before the last eight months, in the decade before that. I had only cried a handful of times. And in the last eight months, I have cried like 50 plus times. (laughs) And a lot of those times... It got to the point where I was dry heaving and I felt like my body was contracting. It felt like labor contractions. It literally felt like my uterus was contracting, but instead of my uterus, it was my heart. It was so painful, but afterwards it felt so, I don't want to say good because it didn't feel good. It felt, to be quite honest, like I had just emptied out myself. (laughs) That's what it felt like. And in the moments after, it did feel like very exhausting, very draining, very like, wow, what the hell just happened? But looking back now, I can see that all of those those moments and all of that release has accumulated to this, this feeling of just getting out so much that needed to get out. And along with releasing all of that trauma through physically crying or rage dancing, we're going to talk about what rage dancing is. There's a lot of different tools that I've used to physically release this trauma. But speaking, speaking my truth has been a huge release. Recording that podcast episode was the greatest release I could have ever asked for. Because you have to remember, I did not even tell anyone this. No one, not even my husband of 15 years and not even my therapist of six years. I did not tell anyone until July of 2022 when I told my husband and then I told my best friend and then I told my therapist. And speaking that and getting that out was so much release as well. 
And then my therapist started giving me tools as we have worked, continued to work together in the past eight months to work through this trauma. And she's given me so many tools on how I can continue to feel like I'm being seen and heard because that is something that I didn't have for a really long, for my entire childhood. I did not feel seen, heard, or loved. And those are the three things that humans crave in, in terms of connection and love and relationships. They want to feel seen, heard, and loved. So obviously, like, I forget, I'm drawing a blank right now, and I'll, and I'll have some resources. Next episode, we're going to do more science and less story. So I will definitely have some resources set up in that for you. But if you can think of the pyramid in psychology, and it's talking about the basic human needs, right? And, and we know at the bottom of the pyramid, like, we all need food and water to survive, right? And then it's like shelter, clothing, etc. At the very top of the pyramid, yeah, humans need love and an attention and to feel like they have connection to other human beings. That is something that makes us different than some other animals in the animal kingdom is we need that love. So it's really important to understand that if you are somebody that is struggling with trauma or pain or hurt, but you're not communicating it, whether it be to yourself or others, you're not releasing it. And I understand very well how hard it can be to communicate those things out loud, right? Like I didn't for a very long time. So no judgment. This is a judgment-free zone always. But there are ways that you can communicate with yourself. And I'm going to share with you here a resource, a tool that really, really helped me for getting out, releasing a lot of the hurt that I still, still felt from the trauma. So you have probably heard before to forgive somebody or work through something that somebody did to hurt you, you can write them a letter. And I've heard this many times from therapists or different, you know, books or whatever, right? Write them a letter and you don't have to give them the letter. You're writing it and you're you're writing it with the, you want to invoke the feelings of like, okay, I if I were to send this to the, this person, this is what I'd want to say. But you don't have to send it. And so I've done activities like that in the past. And sure, yeah, it's a little bit, okay, I feel a little bit better afterwards. But we are getting into all of the activities and all of the things that I did that I was like, either immediately after was like mind mind blown, or I noticed a huge shift after like consistently doing some of these tools. So anyway, so my therapist, I think it was a few months ago, she's like, all right, Mallory, this is what you're going to do. You're going to write a letter to this person that abused you. You're going to write out everything. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I know. I know this drill. (laughs) But she said, okay, hang on, hang on. Because remember, we were at this time, we were focused on how can you feel like you're being seen and heard with this? That's what you need right now. So she said, write the letter and then you need to read it aloud. And that changed everything reading it out loud because reading like writing it yes it evoked the emotion it hurt and it was I cried but reading it out loud whoo buddy it was powerful I got pissed I cried I raged I got so much out I released so much 
not having to show at talk to anybody else, not having to feel vulnerable or feel like scared or unsafe to, to do that, you know, with anybody else. It was just me speaking that letter out loud. And it was so powerful. So that along with lots of other tools that we're going to dive into have helped me release and, and shed so much. And because I was doing all this trauma work and I was releasing all of this bad shit, this bad shit that was just stored inside of me, there's a universal law called the law of vacuum. And you've probably heard of this before, this, this phenomenon, but the law of vacuum. So when you take something out, right, when I released all of this bad shit inside of me, all of these negative disempowering beliefs, all of this trauma and pain and hurt, all of this is getting released out of me. It's getting shedded off of me. The law of vacuum states that something will get sucked in. Something will come in and replace all of that shit that you took away. And let me fucking tell you, (laughs) the last eight months of my life, and really particularly hmm, the last, I guess, five months, we're in May of 2023. And I would say December, like late December, and especially January 1st, 2023, this shift, I felt it. Like I keep saying every day, 2023 has been so good to me. And oh my God, 2022, every day I woke up and was like, I don't know if I can do this year. I don't know if I'm going to make it through this year. And now 2023 is so beautiful. And that's because I got rid of that bad shit and I let the vacuum suck all that good stuff back in (laughs) or not back in, finally into my life. So because I was able to release, I have brought in, I have brought in so much good, whether it be people, relationships, you know, part of the shedding process was shedding toxic people in my life. And that was really hard to do. (laughs) As a people pleaser, as an empath, it was really hard to walk away from people that I did so deeply love and care about but knew in my heart were not right for me. And that was the thing. As I started getting in tune with my heart, with my gut, with my intuition, like it's something that's so hard to describe when you find it what it feels like, but I'm going to try my best in one of these these episodes to come to, to talk about intuition and, and how I've tapped into it and how I, I listen to it and trust it, how I know when it's my ego and when it's my intuition talking to me. So we will definitely be covering that. But I started to really get a sense of myself when this release started happening, right? Because I was shedding everybody else's bullshit. I was shedding all the conditioning from the caregivers and the teachers and media and coming home to myself for the first time in 25 years. Because that's the thing, y'all, is we all have this within us. We all have been in a very intuitive state of flow and safety and being at one point in our life, unless you came into the world in a very traumatic experience that continued on, at one point in our life, in in this physical 3D plane, which I won't get too esoteric on you, but at one point, you were a very intuitive being. And it's the conditioning that has changed that, right? So as I've gotten rid of it, 
I'm coming back to myself. I don't have to do much work to figure myself out. It's right here. It's I can feel it now and I can hear it now. I f <laughs> wow, I just had a realization. Wow, I feel seen, heard, and loved by myself. Oh, you guys, I'm shaking. God, the universe, source, infinite intelligence, whatever the fuck you believe in. Me, just me being awesome. That was a download right there. That was a download of wisdom that I was supposed to share with you. That's, oof, I have goosebumps. I finally feel seen, heard, and loved. Not by other people, but I, I do, don't get me wrong. I finally do, but I think that's because I finally feel it for myself. Wow. So powerful. Okay, well, I'll, I'll jot that down for the intuition episode because clearly my intuition was like, Mallory, <laughs> you're in tune with us now because you feel seen, heard, and loved again, which <laughs> you haven't felt since you were like three. <laughs> That's precious. Okay, so anyway, yeah, lost, lost a couple of really important people in my life through this process because I, I set a boundary and I said, you know what, this isn't right for me. This is toxic. I do want to dig into one one relationship in particular that it was a work relationship that somebody that was really important to the start of Fit Life Academy and to me in general, nothing specific and personal to this person will ever be shared. However, I do want to share like the positive lessons and experiences that have come from that the experience that I went through. We're going to focus on the positives of it. But anyway, so losing some really important people in my life as I started to respect myself more, find myself more, and set those boundaries. And this is just one of so many examples I can give you. But when I shed those people, a few months later, I... <laughs> I've now, looking back, met my my best friends. You know, this was six or so months ago. God, even more. God, July, I keep saying eight months ago in July of 2020 was like, I think 10 months ago at this point. It's been a year. It's been a really good year. It's been a really, really challenging year in the best possible way. So anyway, yeah, I not long after ending those friendships, met some of the most now most important people in my life so don't be afraid to I mean okay be afraid I don't want to say, say don't be afraid because your girl has been living in fear and survival mode for the last 25 years and I didn't even know it ah it's so frustrating because I, I thought for all those years I was a bad bitch and then I realized wow I am actually really terrified I am so fucking scared so you can be scared that's okay because I was so scared and I'm still very scared but I think what I've learned and I think the key is that you do it anyway right you be brave you be courageous you know now that I feel confident in myself and I feel loved seen and heard <laughs> I have the ability to be braver and be more courageous all right, I'm going to stop teasing y'all and let's get into some stuff that really helped me. Okay, so like I said earlier, there is a science and an art to healing and trauma work. The science behind it is something that we are going to continue to dig into over the episodes to come. I actually have a couple of really special guest experts who we are getting scheduled to come on the podcast very soon and help give you that expert perspective of these tools because I am an expert in the field of fitness and nutrition. Oops. 
because I am an expert in the field of fitness and nutrition, and I am certainly learning so much about mental health and healing and trauma work, but I am not yet an expert. I am taking certifications. You will learn about that soon, but definitely not yet an expert. So we're going to bring those experts on for you all. So let's talk about the kind of more of the art side of the tools and, and how I applied them, what I used and how I applied them. So when I talk about the art of healing and trauma work, I like to think that the art is the flow mode. So we have hustle versus flow. We have masculine versus feminine energy in everything in life. Everything has masculine or feminine energy. We are not talking about gender. Please keep that in mind. This is not in regards to gender. No matter your gender, no matter your sex, we all have the masculine and feminine energy, which again, you can just call it a hustle. So the hustle energy, the masculine energy, that's like doing, going, creating, pushing. Then you have the flow or the feminine energy, which is more about being being. So when we talk about the art of these tools, we're talking about just utilizing these tools to be more, to be more. Instead of do more, be more. I just want you to think about that before I dig into this. Because a huge part of healing for me has been being more. I have always been so masculine, my energy, so hustle, so go, go, go. And what I've learned is that I actually have a lot of very feminine energy. And I have a lot of maternal energy, a lot of maternal instinct, like I am the, the lioness for sure of my tribe. So... What I've learned is that to really heal, I needed to get in touch with that feminine side. I needed to get in touch with my flow. I needed to start being more and doing less because all that doing, doing, doing was not healing me. It was not healing me. Yes, some of the things that I share with you, these tools, like you you do take action, right? You are doing something to utilize these tools. But for me, it's, again, when the art of the application, I didn't, I never felt like these things that I'm going to share never felt like I was doing something. I never felt like I was hustling. I never felt like it was work. I just utilized these resources to be more, to flow more, to relax more, and to get in tune with my feminine side and ultimately just myself at my core. So some of those things that I did, a lot, some of these are going to sound just so like, okay, yeah, duh, Mallory, duh. But I started reading a lot more. I started writing a lot more. I started dancing. I started playing video games again. I started taking naps for the first time in my entire life. I started taking a lot of breaks from electronics, disconnecting from electronics and just being with my family or in nature, but just getting away from the online world. And again, these kinds of things were about 
being more and doing less. They were about just being me. So reading wasn't reading self-help books. Yes, I do read those books sometimes, but I look at reading self-help books a lot of the times as like my hustle side. Like I'm I'm reading those books because I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to level up. I'm trying to serve my clients and, you know, gain more knowledge and wisdom so I can be the best coach. When I'm reading fiction, which I've shared with you guys before, I love like erotic fantasy. Oh my God, I'm falling in love with romance, but like my weird self loves like the nerdy fantasy stories that have like epic sex scenes in it. Oh my God. So that's my flow reading, right? I I just pick up that book for the fucking hell of it. Not because I'm like, okay, I want to learn more about trauma. (laughs) I want to learn more about the subconscious mind. No, if you're, you're healing, you're flowing, you're being... Read whatever the hell sparks joy for you. And with writing, same thing. Yes, I write to journal. I have many prompts and tools. I shared with you that letter that I wrote to my abuser. I've wrote many letters to people that I've hurt or have hurt me. Um, Those things I consider more on the hustle side. You know, maybe that might be more of a flow mode for you because we're all different. So something that feels like work for me or feels like a hustle for me might feel like a flow for you. You have to decide what is what is your flow? What is your being? And honestly, the best I can, advice I can give you for figuring that out is to stop fucking pr- like pressuring yourself and stop looking at it from like a, a masculine energy perspective of like, oh, okay, well, I guess I should go. I'll go schedule a yoga class. I'll go, you know, I'll finally like go check out the library. No, like if it feels forced, that's not flow mode. Don't force it. Take all the pressure off. Take all of the stress and and feelings like I have to. There is no have to in flow mode. It's whatever the fuck you want. So I gave myself that full permission and it took so much time, you guys. It took so much mental practice and I will share those tools with you too, how I I practice my mindset, my thoughts, my beliefs. It took a lot of that to get to a place where I finally, and this is really just recently in like the last month, finally feel like I've fully taken the pressure off myself. Like I've taken off so much stress and pressure from shedding all of those beliefs the last almost year now. I got it right that time. <laughs> because for me, a lot of my conditioning as a as a child was seeing my caregivers working so hard. Like that's where my my strong hustle energy has come from is like I didn't see any feminine energy really. So my hustle energy, my, my masculine energy got really strong throughout the past 30 years, but my feminine energy was never nurtured. So working on getting rid of those condition, that conditioning and those beliefs that like I need to be productive and I need to hustle and provide and make money and blah, blah, blah. And finally, in the last month, I'm in this place where I feel no, I don't want to say no, but like literally like 2% pressure now to show up in things that I just don't want to do. Like now it's just like I wake up and I'm like, okay, what do I want to do today? And it was funny because I had this like, <laughs> to me, I, I always describe them as downloads from the universe, but whatever you <laughs> want to believe or call them. I had this download the other day in the shower because I was thinking about this. I was thinking about, God, like, I'm just so much more carefree now. Like, even in just the last few weeks, I've seen this huge shift of, like, just being more calm, cool, collected. And so I was thinking about, yeah, wow, it's so nice that I had shed that those that conditioning that I always need to be, like, hustling and doing. 
And I had this thought pop in my head that, again, when it when it happens in this particular way, I just sense it's something outside of me giving me that wisdom. And so I just get this download and it, it's like I immediately I was in the shower washing my hair. I immediately grabbed my phone, like open the shower door, grab my phone. And I voice texted this out because I didn't want to forget it. And it was like, OK, the universe is like HelloFresh. God, this is probably going to sound so stupid, but I don't care because one person's going to love it because <laughs> I love it. The universe, God, whatever it is, it's like HelloFresh. It delivers a box every day, every morning to your doorstep. And in the box is your your base ingredients for a really good recipe or a, cu- a couple of really good recipes. And there's a note in the box that has the menu card and it's telling you here are the different recipes that we're giving you for you to build these delicious succulent meals for today. Here are the different meals that you that the universe or God has provided you ingredients and a recipe card to make. And so now you have these stellar ingredients and you have this step-by-step perfectly explained recipe card. And you get to decide, what do I want to make today? Which, which recipe do I want to make today? And the thing is, is that you can decide that you don't want to cook at all. You don't want to do any. I don't want to cook today. Maybe, or, maybe I'll, or maybe I'll do something else. I'm go, go out to eat instead. Or I'll make something else that I have already in the house, whip up in the kitchen. Or you decide, I'm going to make this second recipe. This one sounds real good. I'm going to go with that one. And so you make the recipe. But again, you've got stellar ingredients, like the base ingredients needed to make this incredibly delicious meal. But if you've ever used HelloFresh, you know they require you to use some things in your own kitchen. So if you don't have butter, if you don't have salt, pepper, like some of the basic things, they are not going to provide that for you, right? So it's the same thing as your life every day. You wake up and you decide what you're going to cook up for that day. And I'm a true believer that God, the universe, whatever it is that connects all of us, that's bigger than us, it's going to send you some good shit to build a recipe, to cook off of. It's going to send you some shit. But you get to decide, nah, I don't want it. Nah, I'm good. I'm going to I'm gonna go use this fucking craft cheese instead of the incredible Gouda that you sent me. <laughs> you know, you have free will. You get to decide. So... Anyway, point being, as as I had this realization that, yeah, like I get to wake up every day and decide what I'm going to do with my day. And I do get help from something that's that's bigger than me. Like I've, I've really gained a lot of spirituality over the last few years and particularly the last year. So something bigger than me is going to help me out. But ultimately, they're not going to force my hand. They're going to let me decide what I want to do with today. So ultimately, it's my responsibility to build the life that I want, to build the meal that I want. Right. Like God, the universe, whatever it is you believe in, HelloFresh can send you the best ingredients to get the meal going, but ultimately you have to cook it. You have to put the love and care into cooking that recipe. And you have to use some of your own ingredients to make that dish the best dish that it can be.
And that's how I look at my life now. And so I wake up every day and I say, okay, you know, just look around in front of me and just feel where my intuition pulls me and say, okay, this feels good. Yeah. In this moment, this is what I'm going to follow and this is what I'm going to pursue. And at that time, it's up to me to make the most out of what I'm doing. And I've realized that I think I'm starting to believe, I think I'm starting to believe that if I make the most out of this moment right now, because truly, if, you, if we do get a little, little deep for a second, truly, it's all that we have is this moment right now. There's no past. There is no future. It's just right now. And if we make the most out of this very moment, whatever God, whatever life, whatever we've got in front of us right now, if we make the most out of it, the very best, whip up the very best recipe that we can with this very moment, I think that the next moment, this moment, the next one, it just keeps expanding. It just keeps getting better. And yes, of course, if you're a client, if you're a Fit Life Academy member, you've heard me say this a million times, progress is not linear. Progress is not linear. There's ups and downs. There's ebbs and flows. It's life. That's to be a human. That's to live on this earth because we need the law of relativity. You can't have the good without the bad. You can't have the light without the dark. So yes, you have the ebbs and flows. You have to. But ultimately, let me ask you this. If you look at your whole entire life, really, 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 And you put that life, like visualize it on a graph, on a line graph. Is it gradually getting better? Has it overall? Yes, maybe there was that steep decline (laughs) for a few years there, maybe a decade. I feel that. I get that. But overall, has it gotten better? And I want to say that if you answer and say no, Mallory, it hasn't gotten better. You're full of shit. Well, let me ask you this. Are you using good ingredients? Are you putting love and care into the recipe? Because it can't happen without you. I'm going to leave you guys with that for today. Let you ponder it. (laughs) Next episode... We'll get more into the science while we continue to explore the art and the beauty of healing.